To the Splash Assess podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we're here to recap Jeff Lewis Live for the week of February 26th through March 1st. How the fuck is it already March? Everybody in the world said today, except for Australia, who said it yesterday, because technically yesterday it was there today, right? Or it's already tomorrow. For that? All right, whatever. Who cares? But I do know that we had quite the fucking week on JLL, so we are going to have some fucking fun right about now. Ya funk show brothers, right about now. All right, starting with the Monday episode, we had Emily Simpson. And Teddy Mellencamp. And then for Gretchen Wieners. Okay, so Jeff starts off by saying how Franck was banned from the Trace Amigos event that Jameson was hosting that one time umpteen years ago. No, it was just a few months ago. But Emily Simpson, she was like, who? Who was banned from the event? And Jeff's like, Franck. What the fuck? Don't you know Franck? Everyone knows Franck. And I kind of want like a frog named Franck. A, fr- a frog named Frank. That'd be adorable. So, and I guess like, um, frog, uh, Frank is Jameson's frog, you know, turned prince once they kissed. So cute. The, uh, frog prince. Isn't that a Disney movie? Should be. Why don't they have any like prince movies? Why is it always about the bitches? No, it's always about the girls. And it's always, why is why don't we, the Prince comes in at the last second to save them. Or that's or really fuck shit up even more. Um, can I get an amen, Juliet? No, I know Juliet and Romeo aren't Disney princesses, but I'll never get over that whole story. Like, justice for Juliet. Again, she wanted Romeo's cousin, and then Romeo was a fuckboy who accidentally swept her off her feet and swept poison down her throat. But that's not why we're here, okay? We were just talking about how... Oh, yeah, the... No... We'll get back into Emily and Frank and the Trace Amigas event, but I still want to rant about this Prince thing for a second. Seriously, how come there are no, like, huge blockbuster hits? I mean, I know blockbuster's not a thing, but and it's really hard to even make a hit movie nowadays. But actually, with all the streaming platforms, like, they need more and more content. So, yeah, let's get some of the backstories on these princes to see the amazing mothers that they had that shaped them to be such fine, gentle, to come in and help a hoe out. Save a hoe. Captain Save a Hoe. Okay, so back to the Trace Amigos event. So Emily was like, oh, that's so funny that Frank was banned because I was too by Vicky. And Jeff's like, what? I had no idea that that happened. Uh, yeah, you did, Jeff. Yeah, you did. You want to know how you knew? Because Emily told us about that the last time she was on JLL or one of the times. I don't know. It just instantly popped in my head when she said that because we talked about Shannon or Shannon revealed it. Somebody revealed it on JLL that Vicky blocked somebody from coming. Tamara blocked somebody from coming and Shannon blocks that. Like they each got to, that's what I joked about. They each got to pick somebody to block and Jameson picked Frank to block. <laughs> he blocked his little frog. Um, so it was just, I don't like you guys have producers. Jeff has producers and I'm so sorry. I love them and they're all great. But like, I just, 
don't get how do I remember that shit out of nowhere and they don't you know like Jeff you broke that news even later uh this week they were talking about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion and Crystal Minkoff was saying or Chris uh Christia Bailey <laughs> wow what a name no Cynthia Bailey um one of them was saying how they Actually, both of them were saying how they have to get their outfits approved by the producers and all that. And Jeff was like, and they usually have a theme. And Jeff was like, oh, my God, what? I had no idea that you guys had to do that. And I'm like, yes, you did. We talked about it on your show before with, I think it was Sutton or somebody else when the whole, or Shannon again. Oh, my God. And all roads lead back to Shannon Bedore. All doors to Shannon Bedore. No, so... She was saying how like her yellow dress, remember there was like a, some whole debacle fiasco with Shannon's yellow dress, I believe. And so, yeah, I'm just saying like these were news stories that broke on JLL and then cut to just a few months later, somebody else brings it up again. And Jeff's like, what? I had no idea that. And I'm like, what? You broke that story months ago, sir. And again, why am I the one remembering this and not the professionals in charge? Okay. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Now, moving on, Jeff went out for drinks at the Abbey the night before, and he ran into none other than Sutton Strack. Oh my God, we've been recording for five minutes and it's already just Housewife City over here. So Sutton wanted to go home to cook her son dinner, but instead got convinced, air quotes around convinced, because it sounded like it took, they were like, all right, bye Sutton, have a good night with your son cooking. And she was like, what? Are y'all sure you don't want me to stay out for one more round? And they were like, I mean, if you're going to pay for it. And she's like, all right, don't tempt me with a good time. Allegedly, I wasn't there. So um, all I'm saying is that there's been kind of this narrative all season on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where Sutton is indulging a little too much uh, understatement in the alcoholic beverages. And not only that, but next week, I believe on the reunion, she has this medical emergency that people were speculating was because of alcohol withdrawals. And... Sutton has since been like, no, bitches, shut the fuck up. That's not what it was. It's It was be- actually because my esophagus was closing in on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you shouldn't joke about other people's health problems. And and a small esophagus isn't even a problem. It sounds as long as you got an esophagus in the first place. All this esophagus talk, it just kept on shoving me back into uh, old school Kanye on Monster. That's, oh my God, fucking epic song. Now she's claiming that I bruised her esophagus. Head of the class and she just want to swallow shit. Swallow his cum, not shit. When he said swallow shit, he didn't mean actual shit. Because I'd be, I actually, I wouldn't put it past Kanye to like make his girlfriend eat his shit for fun. Ew, ew, ew. All right, let's move on from that. So I'm just saying that Jeff being like, oh my God, it was hilarious. We ran into Sutton and she wanted to go home to her son, but instead stayed out even longer than anybody and shut down the Abbey, shut down the next place, like just shutting down Hollywood Boulevard. And... I was like, yikes, <laughs> yikes, I thought you were friends with Sutton because I don't know. I mean, if if you were really a friend looking out for her PR 
campaign i mean that's just right now especially with the spotlight on her drinking to be like oh yeah she ignored her son to drink with the gays all night it's just not the best love but sure we can all have fun it's just yeah bad timing for her reputation but i'm sure it'll clear up soon just like the clear vodka in her cup okay so let's just move on to the tuesday episode we had adrian maloof the Maloof Hoof <laughs> and Doug Buden. Okay, so we go from the petty ass bitch song immediately into Eye of the Tiger. And obviously I'm a fast forwarder, so like I was so confused. I was like, did I click on the wrong episode? Is it doing that shit where it cuts to a different channel out of nowhere? I don't know. But um no, they meant to. So it was Eye of the Tiger playing, and then you guys. The moment we've all been waiting for. The moment I've been waiting for. Oh my fucking God. I just want to say that Oscar is so lucky that he told his dating story last week, okay? Because... (laughs) Bear with me, folks. But Oscar... Oscar De La Hoya. No, Oscar... I don't know his last name. He does... That's probably a good thing. And very purposeful that he doesn't share too, too much. Is Oscar even his real name? Who knows at this point? I don't trust... Is Jeff's real name Jeff? What if it's Toby? What if it's really Toby and to- and his dog is actually Jeff and that he's just fucked up? I don't know. Okay, I'm just saying that the world has become very questionable lately. But Oscar, you guys. All right, so it's a big showdown in court that day on Tuesday. And so Oscar goes full out. I do not believe he's ever gone full out like this before. Like I'm talking like, and in one corner, sitting six six. And giant dicks, we have Jeffrey Lewis, otherwise known as Toby. So, but it was an Oscar, an Oscar's voice, and that's when the, why I'm saying he's really, really lucky. He's really lucky, you guys, that he told us that dating story last week and how he sobbed, cried his little heart out to his best friend after a date when he kissed that date on the cheek and thought he took it too far or like crossed the bat, whatever. Um. So at that point, I realized truly how sensitive he was. And I was being very empathetic, I thought, last week to the situation. But upon further reflection, and same with the um, wrestling thing, it's like I can't even give my full opinion now because I'm scared I would break his soul. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's just sitting there listening to Beyonce. He's like, you won't break my soul, bitch. Um, No, but I would. I would if I gave you... (laughs) my real opinion so I won't I'm but I will say that just like Tom Sandoval this season on Vanderpump Rules he's like oh by the way I've been having crazy suicidal thoughts so can you guys all like just forgive me now and get over it get over the whole cheating on my girlfriend slash your all friend of nine years whatever we all know the sitch by now but not only was Tom filming Vanderpump Rules, but he was also filming another show, like Traitors or uh, Villains, something like that. And this was all just mere months, months after Scandaval broke. So it's like, to me, I don't want to question anybody's mental health or whatever. It's not Uh, I was going to say it's not our place, but when you, again, put yourself on a public platform, yeah, it is people's place to be able to have an opinion. And so 
for Tom, it's like, if you were really that suicidal or you were really having the, that dark thoughts and like, it was that serious, then why the fuck were you not just on one reality show months after, just mere months later, but on two reality shows. Like to me, that doesn't seem like somebody in the worst crisis. You know, like I, again, sure, maybe he wanted a distraction. And so he wanted to do as many reality shows. But to me, if you're actually that suicidal, you clearly have money from being on the show. You're living in a multi-million dollar house. Like why wouldn't you take a year off from filming and go to a wellness retreat? Go do something to genuinely take care of your mental health if you were feeling suicidal. Like, I just, it's not like I don't buy it, but it's just like something about it feels really gross. Like, he's like leveraging it to like get back into the group. And I'm not saying that that's the same thing Oscar's doing. <laughs> I'm like, it's so gross that Oscar is so sensitive and like he's leveraging it. No, no, no. I do not. That's not what I mean at all. I'm just saying if Oscar is that sensitive where he's the type to cry for kissing somebody on the cheek, kissing a boy on... I just feel like maybe Jeff Lewis might not be the right show for you, you know? Or And I, I get it. Jeff clearly loves him and... Oscar and Jameson and Shane are clearly in a love triangle because all the, ew, I just said triangle, so weird, triangle, because clearly all they do is text each other all day. All they do now on JLL is talk about the group text going on between Oscar, Jameson, and Shane. It's like Oscar being like, should I text this to this boy? Also, I don't like that. I don't like, I get asking your friends for advice on texting people back or like boys or dating, whatever. But I also think it should come from you. Like it's, you should text people in your own words and what you want to say. Like you, I don't get why Oscar's like texting Shane and Jameson. Like, Hey, do you think I should write this to the guy I want to date? Like just, you should know if you really want to date and be in a serious relationship, then I feel like you should know yourself and be confident enough to be able to text on your own you know? And so uh, I just kind of feel like we're almost starting to jump the shark a little bit, jump the shark a little bit on JLL with so much Oscar talk going on all the time with the Disney and the, this and the kissing on the cheek. And I, I, again, I'm not saying anything about Oscar as a person, as a person, same as Tom Sandoval as a person, but Tom Sandoval maybe shouldn't be on these reality shows and should maybe go, you know, and maybe for Oscar, maybe JLL isn't the best. And but again, that's my opinion, as Vicky Gunvalson would say. I'm really glad I got that off my chest because I really do love them all, and that has been bothering me. I was bothered, but I'll get over it. I mean, I get it, Jeff. You love Oscar, so if you want him, perfect, great. But. Just like I was saying, when I miss the Alyssa days, it's because she had like sass to her, you know, J Jameson. Jameson is already pure enough in his own. I get he has his leather, uh, what is it? Leather, you know, like Unabomber jacket or leather straps, leather dildo. I don't know, whatever, whatever leather stuff he has. But so he does have a little sassy side to him for sure. But he is already pure enough. You know, he's already our pure Disney gay. And now we have an even pure one. And it just, again, really jump in the shark for Jeff Lewis's brand. It's <laughs> getting too soft, man. At least Alyssa had some hardcore sass to her. And that's what I love. Okay, but well, it's not about me. It's about them. So... The rest of the episode, this was so fucking wild, you guys. It got canceled because of a fire alarm. 
a fire alarm? I was so befuddled. Okay, so Jameson, the fire alarm starts going off, right? Kind of when the first segment was going to end anyways. And Jameson was like, haha, no big deal, guys. Uh, turned out to be a, a big deal. Turned out to be a, a big, big deal. So... Ew, I'm like, it's a big, big dill. And there's just like a dill pickle sitting in the corner. <laughs> a giant dill pickle. Like, yep, Amy, I agree. <laughs> I love pickles. Um, So, okay. When the fire alarm goes off, then all of a sudden they come back from break and... I don't listen live unless it's Friday when I have to. And so I fast forward and all of a sudden I hear, I don't know if it's like Patty staying. No, it was Judge Lauren Lake. I was like, did Judge Lauren Lake, was she in the studio and she popped in for a second? And then I realized they were playing old clips and then I kept fast forwarding. And then I would hear Doug reporting live from underwater. I don't know. It sounded like he was in the Titan sub submarine or something. No, it, he was recording from his cell phone in the Sirius XM parking lot because again, the fire alarm was very legit. I feel like I just said fire alarm really weird too. The fire alarm, fire alarm. I can't help my accent. It's like, I'm like the right PK, PK, PU, PK. Does that, is that what she says after he farts? Or what do they, what's his fart in British? What do they say? A toot. What is fart in British? Hmm. A Trump? A Trump? That was a Trump? Yeah, that actually, that we have a Trump over here too that's a big fart. <laughs> Makes sense. Very on brand. Um, No, also, you guys, the Wendy Williams documentary was heartbreaking heartbreaking and I genuinely cannot believe that they put that on television like it was one of those things where you're like I should not be watching this but I can't stop I can't stop but she would fucking hate that she was that was uh, that was her oh, all right but it doesn't matter um all I was gonna say is that it kind of made me feel like that was um a future documentary of jo Joe Biden which I wasn't gonna bring up that comparison but I mean if we got a if we got a Trump if we got a Trump as a thought, then we can have a Biden as a Wendy Williams. Um, prayers to all and to all a good night. Okay, so my whole thing is like, where the fuck did Jeff go? Where the fuck did Jeff go? And then we find out that he left right when the fire alarm went off. He was like, yeah, we got my car. I didn't want to be stuck there in the parking lot, like looking for a bat signal. And it was just like, wait, but what if the fire alarm only lasted 10 minutes? Like that happened at what? 920 West Coast time. All right. What if it was resolved by 930? Jeff was already gone by 921. Like <laughs> I just, I don't understand the logic there. Would he have come back? But it was so, it was, I don't, you don't, for somebody who always harps on everybody's work ethic to, I don't think you just get to leave when a fire drill happens. Like what? That was crazy. It's like um, back in high school, if your teacher doesn't come to class within the first five minutes and then everyone's like, all right, well, I guess we can leave. It's <laughs> uh, no, you can't, except you can. We did. We all. Yeah. That was the only person I ever wanted to be late <laughs> was my teacher. If it was the doctor, I get annoyed. If it's somebody coming to do work on your house, annoy. Everything's annoying. If anybody's late, a friend being late to me, annoying. If it, a teacher was late to class, whoop, 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 brrr, best day ever, bitch. All right, moving on to the, oh, wait, also, by the way, 
So again, the fire alarm went off within the first 20 minutes and then Adrian Malouf took her hoofs out as well. I don't know if she was right behind Jeff Lewis in the parking garage, but all I could think was that is probably the easiest fucking $500 anybody's ever earned in the history of life because you know that Jeff still paid Adrian the full amount $500 appearance fee for what? 12 minutes of airtime? 12 minutes of airtime? $500 for 12 minutes of airtime? Oh my gosh, what a fucking... That's how the rich get richer. That is how... Because they hire their friends to come on their show, pay them $500, then they bolt the second that uh, one little hiccup occurs, and next thing you know, you're making $500 for 10 minutes. So... That's great. It's great. Moving on to the Wednesday episode. We had John Hill and Kristen Takeman. Bussy, 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 bussy. Okay, so Jeff was like, Oscar, I've been thinking about you and your speed dating sitch. And I was like, yeah, same, Jeff. I was thinking about Oscar and his dating sitch as well. And Jeff was like, I want to make things better. I want to make things better and talk about this even more. And I was like, not same. Not that that's where we differ. I've been thinking about it. And I've been thinking maybe Oscar needs like, you know what? You know what? The All right. First of all, I'm sure there's plenty of other serious XM shows that he would thrive on, especially even like wrestling related sports, whatever. And again, I get it. He's going to stay on JLL and Jeff does not give a shit about my opinion, but like, I'm still going to fucking share it. And so Blue's Clues, Steve, Steve from Blue's Clues. I'm pretty sure there's been like three Steves already. So I don't think a requirement of the job is to be named Steve. And again, we're not even sure if Oscar's real name is Oscar. Maybe it is Steve, even though he used Steve as the guy in the name of the guy he kissed on the cheek. But whatever. Either way, I think Steve is relevant this week because that's actually would be such a perfect job for Oscar, you know, you know, or even Jameson, actually. Um, all right. No, but Jeff wants to make things better with Oscar's dating situation by inviting him and his friend Andy to sit at their table for John Hill's show. Only if Andy leaves her sunglasses on indoors, though, because that's that's her vibe. That's her style. That's her M.O. You guys, in my head, I just picture Andy as... Um, what's his, Doug Funny, Doug Funny, the, he it was a cartoon from the 90s. I, his sister, Judy, Judy Funny, oh my, that is Andy, Andy Funny, Judy. She was, she had like this bob and she always wore sunglasses inside with like a French beret on and she would be like, ugh, I'm a theater girl. And I don't know, she just gives me Andy vibes. Okay, so family court, family court, we get an update on the Gage versus Jeff battle. Bum, bum, bum. Now, the judge kept on using a metaphor for Jeff and Gage's relationship by saying that they're like Elon Musk and Beyonce. Now, as one caller pointed out, like that is the most Los Angeles thing to ever happen to have your judge compare you guys to Elon Musk and Beyonce. If I was in a judge before, if I was before a judge in a court of law and he started referencing Elon Musk and Beyonce as I was there fighting for paternity or like any issue with my child, 
I would be livid. I would be livid. I'd be like, you're unprofessional. Get your head out of your pop culture zeitgeist and let's get this serious shit nailed out. Like, what do you stop fucking talking about? Eat what? That is wild. And Jeff was also livid, but not for the reason you would think. No, it wasn't because the judge was fucking around. What the fuck? What? Uh, no, it was because Jeff realized halfway through that. <laughs> <laughs> that the judge thought he was Elon Musk. And Jeff is like, what the fuck? I'm the Beyonce, bitch. I'm always Beyonce. Because obviously Jeff wants to be Beyonce, just like the judge clearly wants to be Beyonce because everybody loves Beyonce. Aliens. All right, we get it. So Jeff and Gage do have to go back to court in September, and that date alone would cost them around $90,000. What the fuck? And John Hill was like, yep, mm -hmm, definitely dying single alone forever. <laughs> fuck that. Uh, preach, preach, John. I am right there with you. So Jeff and Gage did reach some resolution, though, and they're going to start a new schedule now that instead of 223, it's a 225, 22, and a 221, and a 212, and a 234, 5, 6, 7, 8. Now, once it's summer, they're going to switch to one week on, one week off, which sounds perfect. My advice? Okay. Jeff, I know that you love your lawyers. I know that you love everybody in your life working for you, but I'm here to <laughs> rip them apart. No, I'm kidding. It's all out of love. Um, but And I'm truly like looking out for you with this advice. So your lawyers, yeah, sure, they're great, but they also wrote up a contract that split up holidays without defining holidays. Now, I have personal experience in contract writing and I I love contract. I love work because it has to be black and white. Like that's why it sucks if you don't do things like include holidays because then you could easily fight that shit and dispute it. But however, I'm just saying my advice is to ensure that you guys clearly define what summer means in your contract, okay? Define it as the day Monroe's school, the day her academic calendar ends. Because if her school ends, say it's the very beginning of June, and then I could totally see Gage like four months from now being like, I still get Monroe for the next five days because technically summer solstice is on June 22nd. And we said once summer starts and that's when officially summer, whatever. So I'm just saying in order to nip anything in the bud, take all the buds at once and just nip them as hard as you can. Whenever anybody says nip something in the bud, I don't know what in my head, I picture somebody actually like cutting my nipple off with like kitchen shears. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. The second hand hurt. Ow. Oh my God. That hurt just thinking about it. Also, I had a friend who her stepdad, he'd go for runs all the time and he'd come home and his nipples would be bleeding through his shirt. Oh my God. <laughs> disgusting. He was disgusting. I was like, bar, at least bar one of our bras. Holy shit. Um, but yeah, okay, so clearly define what summer is. Define, don't just say we, when summer comes, we go to seven, 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 seven. No, summer is on the day Monroe school ends. Boom. You are welcome. So then I'm really confused because Jeff, this was wild, you guys. 
Jeff was like, yeah, so I confronted Gage politely. Play whatever was all very friendly because when you're in a court of law, even though they went to like a separate mediation room, the mediation wing, but still like when you're in that environment, you, you mind your P's and Q's a little bit more than you would. So Jeff was like, yeah, I, there were some things that upset me. I wanted to talk to Gage about like that time that he had his lawyers contact me when I brought Monroe into the studio for a day or saying that I force Monroe to do fencing because I'm the one who likes it. Like what? Which that was so weird. I didn't hear that one before. Monroe does fencing classes and Gage thought that Jeff wanted just made her do it because he thought it would be cool if she's like boo a bougie rich kid that does fencing. I don't what the fuck. To be fair, I think that. It was, I think the messaging got confused with the whole fencing thing. Like, I think Monroe was like, oh, daddy really wants me to do fencing. But what she meant is that, like, he really wanted her to help rebuild Anthony Anderson's backyard or design his backyard. And he's like, Monroe, come check out this fencing. I love fencing. I learned so now Monroe's like, daddy, Jeff loves fencing, you know, but it's like the wrong type of fencing. You got to put it into context. Understand he's a designer. All right. All right. But um, Gage was like, yeah, that's so crazy. I had no idea that my lawyers were reaching out to you and complaining about that shit. Even though your lawyers can't, they're not going to do that without your consent, like without their client's consent or without their client bringing it to them. It was just bizarre. And also, I'm pretty sure Gage would have been copied on the emails. So Jeff was like, oh, my God, it was just such a relief to hear Gage say that he had no idea that his lawyers were complaining about Monroe coming to the studio or Monroe fencing, whatever it is all his lawyers fault. Fuck you, Alice. Fuck you and your wonderland, too. Um, no, and sorry, Alice, uh, this is all uh, just Jeff allegedly speaking, but I was just like, Jeff, what the fuck? Why in your right mind? Oh, maybe because you're in your wrong one. Why in your right mind would you believe Gage? Why would you believe that Gage really had no idea his lawyers were doing that? Like that is acting. That's acting 101. That's manipulation 101. What are you talking about? You think that his lawyers are again doing this without consent? No, it all starts with your client. Like, and don't forget, this was the same man that acted out an entire scene. He literally put on a Broadway performance with your daughter the first time they ran into Scott at like Century City or wherever it was. And they were like, oh my God, it's look, Monroe it's Scott, Daddy Jeff's old friend, but now it's Daddy Gage's friend. And they all went to lunch together. Like that was a scene that Scott and Gage were in cahoots about and acted out together. And now, now he's in front of you and he's like, I have no idea that they were doing that. I d really, really, why would you believe that? That was just weird that Jeff is like so quick to believe Gage. I don't, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just more jaded. I don't know, but I feel like he, Jeff should be the jaded one. Like, do you really think if you confronted Gage, he would just be like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry that I did that. I'm so sorry that I had my lawyers reach out to you at the studio. I'm sorry that it, no, no. Does that sound like Gage to any of you guys? I don't know. And I mean, to be, I don't know Gage. I don't know him. So as a person, I'm sure he's lovely. But in this situation, I would believe shit. I would not believe a drop. 
I'm surprised he didn't ask about the family wizard and why Gage wasn't opening those messages. And Gage would probably be like, I didn't even get those messages. What are you talking about? And Jeff would be like, really? And then I tell I didn't even get those texts. Why do you believe that, Shell? Well, okay. All right, let's just move right on to the Thursday episode. We had Crystal Kung Minkoff and Cynthia Bailey. So we recap how Jeff made some comments about Crystal during BravoCon, said she's boring, etc. So then Crystal went on a red carpet and called him a cocksucker. And Jeff's like, that, that was it. That was the moment that I thought to myself, you know, I like her. I lo- she's fighting back. She's feisty. Uh, uh, okay. So you have to test people first to see how far you can push them. And then once they finally snap, that's when you start to like them. When you finally get them to their breaking point, that's when you start to feel a little bad. And you're like, oh, maybe, maybe she's all right. Cool. Cool. No, no, that's an awesome, awesome trait to have. Okay. So um, Crystal's coconut water, she revealed in the reunion that it's in a hundred million dollar business. Wait, what the fuck? You go, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco water. Um, but Crystal co-founded it with her brother and her best friend, the three of them, the real Trace Amigos. <laughs> real Trace Amigos, if you ask me. But the only thing that's more impressive to me than Crystal building up this business to the success that it is, is the fact that she managed to do it working directly with her, not just a sibling, but also with her friend. It was a sibling and a friend. Like the three of them. Do you know how hard it is to work with either a family member or with a friend? Never mind all of them all at once. And then Crystal was saying she has other friends that do her like PR or her styling or what I know. Just like, oh my God, you should have been Crystal Kung Minkoff's friend when you were little. You'd have a great job now. But I just want to say shout out to Crystal because I have tried both of those. I've tried to do a business with a friend and with a sibling and both of them (laughs) blew up in our faces. So, um, yeah, again, I'm just, I'm honestly almost more impressed that she could make a business successful with those kind of relationships than the fact that it's now worth a hundred million dollars. What the Now, speaking of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, I know that I said this already when last season's Vanderpump Rules was filming their reunion and they had to separate Sheena Shea from Rachel. And whenever one of them was in the back trailer, they would still have the camera on them and we would do like a split screen and we would get to see the girl's reaction. And so back then I was like, they need to do that. They need to have like the friends and family of the show's watching watching the reunion live and filming their reactions and then this season of real house as miami it happened again with marcus jordan oh my god they were cutting back to him watching the live reunion in the dressing room and he was reacting to he was like oh damn oh shit they better not say that they better and i was like what what just give us give us an entire episode of marcus jordan's reaction like that was hilarious and also but not hilarious when marcus jordan was like he was with Larsa Pippen and talking to Andy Cohen. And he was like, the, all these girls out on the couch over there, I don't know why they're talking shit about our relationship. They wouldn't even be able to do dishes in our house, bitch. And I, he didn't say the bitch part, but I was just like, what does that even mean? What is that? That they don't have the credentials to do dishes in your house? 
I'm pretty sure we've all had to do dishes at one point. Maybe not Monroe Lewis, but <laughs> or Crystal Kung Minkoff's dog. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, it just that was uh, very that was gross and weird, and I didn't get it. Um, so but I still do want his reaction shots, Marcus Jordan, and I'm just saying that like they could Bravo loves content. Actually, no. We love content. I love content. Let's be honest. So if you can pump out after the reunion, an extra bonus episode of rewatching the reunion with the family and friends from the season of whatever housewives franchise it is that year, boom, boom. We got another episode. We got another three. If it's a three part reunion, you are welcome again. Okay. So then they talk about their kids, private schools. And because Monroe and Crystal's daughter or children go to the same one. And Crystal was like, the public school near us, it's great. But my kids, they have to stay private. They have to. They have no choice, you guys. They're already in the system. We can't take them out. They would die. Like, what? I mean, you could if you really wanted to. You could get out of the system. But sure. So Jeff was like, well, a good friend of mine put her kid at that really good elementary school in Laurel Canyon. What was the name again? What was that name? And him and Crystal both say the name of the specific school on air. I mean, I'm not going to repeat it because I don't I don't care about kids schools, whatever. But I was like, Jeff, didn't you just freak out a couple weeks ago because a chump identified your daughter's school? And I know that you didn't say your friend's child's name, but you still name dropped an elementary school that clearly affluent kids go to. So like there's some, so so either way, it's like you can name drop those kids' schools, but somebody name dropped your kid's school and you freaked out. I just, I, again, double standards. I know we're such big fans of them on JLL, but not over here. Just like make it make sense. Make it make sense how why you guys felt comfortable name dropping an elementary school in the I just it's weird. Um and that's where the producers really should be stepping in. This is what I am saying, you guys. I do not think that Alyssa Heimlich maneuver would have just let that shit slide. I think she would have stepped in and been like, okay, let's not name names, huh? Everything just feels a little off, you know? Even if we're not totally jumping the shark, we're like we're like mid-hot. Like our the feet have left the ground. We're about the jump has begun. Now jumping into the next topic, they then started to talk about how great free stuff is. Of course, everybody loves free stuff. And Crystal was like, look, it doesn't matter how much money you have, how many Lion King movies you make, how many coconut waters you sell, everything is better when it's free. Preach, preach. Again, this is why rich people love the dollar store. I'm telling you, Jeff, wait, Jeff was asking Friday what uh, t- what activities he should do with Monroe. Take her to the dollar store and let her buy every <laughs> everything in the world and you probably won't spend more than 20 bucks. Um, but I bet Crystal, if she's never been, I bet she would fucking love the dollar store as well. But also, you guys, this made me think. If I've worked on Jeff's team, I have many recommendations. But my number one thing is to reduce the JLL appearance fee from $500. Like, I will never get over that. And obviously, if he wants to pay that, sure, great. But why? $250 is still just as legit. $300, great. Do $300. And then if you really want to pay them more, do $600 if they stay the next hour for the extended. You know? Like, 
perfect. But um, recommendation number two is to use those savings from the reduced appearance fee of now $300 to then invest that money into some high-end merch. High-end merch that you're not putting for sale on your website. It is only for your guests. It's like VIP merch kind of. So then it creates like an air of exclusivity, honey. And then put like a chic JLL logo on it. Somehow that's up for you guys to design. I'd fucking love to design that shit. But then you leave, you give your guests $300 plus this wicked nice sweatshirt. Like I'm talking like a wicked nice black hoodie with like the white strings cut, you know, we got, and it'll be so chic, 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 what is that? She, she, she. That's what they say on Beverly Hills. But then your guests, not only are they getting paid, but they're also getting a free something for free. And we know bitches love free shit. And then it's also free. It's merchandise that now has your branding on it that whenever they're wearing that sweatshirt, it just it increases the JLL brand awareness overall. And not only are you saving money, but you're also giving the guests a free gift. So even though you're chopping down the fee, the fact that something's free, exchange the fee for free fee for free that would be my campaign (laughs) I don't know campaign for a job so yeah you're just paying the guests less and getting even more out of it but again what the fuck do I know okay so then Jeff talks about his big scene in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills at Kyle's white party when he dumps a drink on Cynthia Bailey All I could think about in this scene of Jeff Lewis, not just that his threads, as he pointed out, were way too fucking tight. You guys, thank God he called it out himself and that he could barely talk. It was jarring. It was jarring. Jeff Lewis is starting to morph into Simon Cowell. It was veering into Simon Cowell territory. Do you know how terrifying Simon Cowell has become? He would always be like, that's a no, no, no for me. And now it's like, yeah, uh, your face is a no from us, dog. No from us. What the fuck? No one wants this. Terrifying. So that's your warning, Jeff. Just look at Simon Cowell and do the opposite. Now, when Jeff was at the white party in this scene, though, all I could think of is of fucking course, of fucking course, Jeff Lewis was with the one person at the white party, not wearing white, not where he's with some dude wearing like a camel leather jacket. I know Denise Richards showed up later in some pink or whatever, but like, in the very beginning, it was all white only. And then Jeff Lewis is standing next to this guy in a, in a camel jacket. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Now, I'm not sure if it was Michael Beck because now Jeff was saying that he was with Michael at that party. But either way, like, of course, Jeff was with the person breaking the rules. That was very on brand. That was. Okay, moving on to the Friday episode. And hey, if you made the JLL guest sweatshirts white, then like half the people at the party could have been wearing them, all right? Because I'm pretty sure half of those people at the party have been guests on Jeff Lewis before. (laughs) Okay, moving on to the Friday episode. We had Sarah Colonna and Joey Zauzig. Zauzig and Shane Douglas. Come on, Shane. Shimmy, shimmy, Shane, Shane. So Sarah has her own line of clutches. Clutches, clutch batch. Um, they're called Colonus Clutches. No, they're actually called Clutch Woman. Clutchwoman.com. So as they were talking, I randomly went to the website and they are very cute. 
but to be honest, I thought that the logo was like the Weight Watchers one for just a second. So I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm so um, if it helps. I know people like to blame astrological signs. I'm a Virgo. So if I love you, then I like will critique things that you do to make them better. Just ask Jeff Lewis. <laughs> I swear I actually love him. Um, I love all of them, including Oscar. I don't want you to think like I, I just think he could thrive in like the children's division of SiriusXM in the nicest way possible. I'm a bitch. So I would be in the bitch wing of the Sirius XM studio where <laughs> JLL is definitely located as well. But, um, so yeah, the logo, I like, now I just want to design Sarah's logo and I also want to design these JLL sweatshirts, but, um, clutch woman. Okay. Cause you know, if you was to have the clutch woman just as a brand, then you're really pigeonholing with the woman talk and anybody with a hole can wear a clutch, you know? So, they're also stadium compliant and all the right size, all that shit. So what about like in clutch, like naming it in clutch. And then it's like, oh, that came in clutch. That, Cause that's like a phrase when something really comes in handy and your clutches always come in handy when you're going to the say that comes in clutch or like top clutch, clutch, clutch cure. Well, I, we can workshop it. Sarah's like, what the fuck, bitch? I don't want to workshop anything. I love my name. I love my every. <laughs> I do love the designs. They're really cute. And I'm sure she loves her logos. So buy a clutch now. And Sarah was talking about um, a big selling point of it being vegan leather. So as she puts it, you can wear your fur jacket and feel less bad that at least like your purse isn't made of animal. So what you can only have one animal item on at a time. All right. So if you're check your mascara before you lather those lashes, make sure that that is cruelty free as well. Most of them aren't. And so I was just like, yeah, but <laughs> Sarah, um, if they're wearing their fur jacket and their vegan clothes, how many people are going to stadiums in fur jackets? Well, oh yeah, let me get on my mink to go see Kevin Hart. Like, what the fuck? All I think about at stadium is beer getting poured on you. Oh my God. If you watched Hard Knocks this season, which... I'm sure not many JLL listeners are also avid football fans, but Sarah Colonna knows this because she's married to a football ex-football player. But this season with the Miami Dolphins, Tyreek Hill's uh, fiance, she got nachos dumped on her and they caught it on camera and they, <laughs> they replayed it in slow motion. And it was like the like clunky nacho cheese with like clumps in it. And like, oh my God, it was just like chunks were just like hitting her like an avalanche of snow. And it was from like this gross guy above her, like with like 12 beers in his hands. And it was just like, oh, that's what I think of a stadium. So um, at least that's easy to clean off of vegan leather. But again, probably not a fur jacket. So Anyways, moving on. Jeff has Monroe for six whole days next week. Oh my God, it's like a lifetime. No, but he wants to plan some fun activities. What about Dave and Buster's? He keeps on talking about Disneyland and like waiting in these lines and watching, going on one ride and then waiting two hours and watching TV on their iPads and whatever. I'm just like, go to Dave and Buster's and wait zero hours and have even more fun than you would have at Disney. I know that I maybe scolded Jeff a few months ago for like cosplaying as a normie by being obsessed with Dave and Buster's. 
but I still want him to enjoy it. You should still go just every now and then. So, but also you could, I don't know, bring her to Project Angel Food for a day and you guys could maybe like volunteer together. Jeff, that would be so cute. I, that's what I, I think all the Trumps should do a day at the soup kitchen with Monroe. That I think Monroe would love it. She would make everybody in that soup kitchen fall in love with her and it would give Jeff some great karma with Project Angel Food. And Jeff, you can save some fucking money for all of these lawyer things you have coming up. Holy shit. Like, for, I mean, I definitely believe that Jeff is not going to do a free day volunteering at Project Angel Food and going to Dave and Buster's, which would cost him a total of, I don't know, $100. And instead, he's most definitely going to do Disneyland VV VIP package and spend $10,000 on one day instead. But I, I guess when you're Jeff Lewis and people pay you $10,000 to eat a meal with you, eat a meal with you. Sure. Use that money to blow on a day at Disney, but guys, who's doing that? Who's do, do we need to talk about it? Do we No, Right. Uh, the message of this podcast is everybody gets to do what they want. And then we all get to have opinions on what each other's doing. That's my opinion. All right. That's my end of my opinions for the day. I will be back next week with another motherfucking recap. And in the meantime, just have the best week ever. I love you guys so much. Bye. Splash. 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 Splash.